0: Tito's and Shiner, gonna be an all-nighter, and I just might find her at the burger line, dance halls and Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tex-ish, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We've got a great episode in store for you today, but first, as always, we have to give a great shout out to our not-sponsors. We are so grateful for all the money they don't give us. We are so, so thankful for all of the clout and influence they allow us to have on the public. Seth, who was our first not-sponsor for today's episode? Our first not-sponsor is people who believe in horoscopes (laughs) people who believe in horoscopes hey what time were you born people who believe in horoscopes i'm not a witch and i'm not a christian that stuff's weird but this stuff works people who believe in horoscopes hey i have no direction in my life but i like to read the newspaper for advice that could apply to anybody people who believe in horoscopes the same people who write fortune cookies are the same people who write the horoscope People who, who believe in, in horoscopes. I have a $500 a month rock budget. People, People who believe in horoscopes. Those crystals are plastic. People who believe in horoscopes. They're really the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, w- it would be one thing if they were the kind of person, usually, that are like, mm-hmm. I understand how you have your beliefs. Right. But they tend to be the kind of person that say, I don't understand how you believe what you believe. Also, what sign are you? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, wait, how do you? Well, and then there, there's the duality of like, the stars changed. So, yeah. so the thing that you're basing it on mm-hmm. is is in a di- like they mapped it in a different place, and yeah. Di- so, like, really, and also like the stars we're seeing yeah. are dying stars. Have you ever gone down like the rabbit hole with somebody who's super into like rising sign and setting and like moon? It's just, it's just... There's, dude, there's so much. Is it the worst? It's. You know, the part of me that's just curious about people is like, mm. tell me what you think. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like the part of me that was in debate and is like, well, you just have confirmation bias. Like <laughs> that's, that's all this is. That's all this is. One hundred percent of One hundred percent of the time. Yeah. People who believe in horoscopes. Who's our second not sponsor? Our second not sponsor for this episode of Texish is Lime Scooters. Lime Scooters. Want to annoy people on the road? Lime Scooters. Want to get to where you're going but be in everyone's way in the process? Lime Scooters. scooters. Are you drunk and can't afford an Uber? Lime Lime scooters. Scooters. Have you ever seen a barren corner of the road and thought, you know what, that needs to be obstructed? Lime, Lime scooters. scooters. Are you out on 6th Street with a, a bachelor party or a bachelorette party, perhaps? Lime, Lime scooters. scooters. What is a sidewalk? Lime, Lime scooters. scooters. They're banged up, and they're everywhere, and I'm so tired of them. Lime, Lime scooters. scooters. I have no regard for my safety or yours. <laughs> Weren't you in Santa Monica when Lime Scooters Were just Exploded, yeah. And it was a Absolutely. problem from the get-go, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, how bad of a problem? It was such a bad problem that I, for a little bit, was I refused to like go to the promenade, the, the, yeah. like, the popular area down there where everybody was. Mm-hmm. Whose phone is that? Is that me or you? I really don't I, know. <laughs> this is why we this need is why an we actual, actual yeah, one hundred percent one of our phones. You know what? I apologize to you, and I, I apologize <laughs> to the listeners, but uh, that is crazy. Hey, the camera that we got is not to par, but we'll get there. We'll get there. That's all that matters. All right. Do you want to hear about a really special day in Texas history? You know I do. All right. So the day was August 9th, 1909, and it is when the Spotsal Brewery, otherwise known as the brewery famous for making Shiner beer, opened its doors. Oh, yeah. Originally named the Shiner Brewing Association, or SBA, it was founded by German and Czech immigrants who settled around the central Texas town of Shiner. Unable to find the type of beer they had known in their home countries, they decided to brew their own. It is the oldest independent brewery in Texas and one of the oldest independent breweries in the entire U.S. The leaders of the SBA named Herman Weiss of Galveston as the company's first brewmaster. Shiner beer was originally a Lenten beer, only available in the spring, following the German Lentenbach tradition. Bach beers have been a long history of being brewed and consumed by Bavarian monks as a source of nutrition during times of fasting. What kind of monks? Uh, Baravian. Bavarian? Yes. Yeah. Bavarian, Like uh, the Bavarian nights? No, like Bavarian, <laughs> like the actual. I'm sorry. That was sorry. awesome. I love that. That made me really happy. <laughs> but August 9th, 1909, that is Dude. the day that Shiner. August 9th first open its doors thank you shiner and speaking of shiner they are also our small town of the week small town of the week shiner week, texas week. is a city well it's really a small town in lavaca county texas united states the town was named after henry b shiner who donated 250 acres or one kilometer per square foot for a railroad right-of-way. As of the 2010 census, the city had a population of 2,069. Shiner was (laughs) founded by German and Czech immigrants. Um, Yeah, really, other than the brewery, there's not a whole lot going on in Shiner. Well, I mean, it just overshadows everything. Yeah, well, it overshadows everything, and really the only other thing of note other than the actual Spatzel Brewery location... The St. Paul High School baseball team technically has the most state baseball championships. Wow. of any school in the state. That's impressive. I mean, they play in taps. So still, eh. I mean, you know, hey and man, taps is like don't these, hate on, don't hate on a winner. I mean, I'm not hating on the winner. I'm just pointing You're out, just to, like, yeah. if you put a bunch of homeschool kids together who play no, that's ball, fair. that's pretty that's much fair. what you get in taps. It's fair. So I'm gonna throw shade. All right, throw some shade. Some shade. We got we got a uh, you know. Gotta tell it how it is. Yeah, I gotta tell how Dude, it. Dude, is. this this is a podcast. We gotta yeah. be real yeah. and raw real. and honest raw. all Bruh. the time. Bruh. 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 This is where free speech stays. <laughs> Speaking of free speech, oh. do you want to hear about our Texas badass I of the week? I would love to hear about our badass of the week. So I'm gonna start our our little badass of the week in a different way than we normally do. Okay, I'm gonna read a poem. Oh, okay. You've read the story of Jesse James, of how he lived and died. (laughs) Okay. If you're still in need of something to read, here's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh. Now, Bonnie and Clyde are the Barrow Gang. I'm sure you all have read how they rob and steal and those who squeal are usually found dying or dead. There's lots of untruths to these write-ups. They're not as ruthless as that. Their nature is raw. They hate all the law, the stool pigeons, spotters, and rats. "'They call them cold-blooded killers. "'They say they are heartless and mean. "'But I say this with pride that I once knew Clyde "'when he was honest and upright and clean. "'But the law fooled around, kept taking him down, "'and locking him up in a cell, till he said to me, "'I'll never be free, so I'll meet a few of them (laughs) in hell. "'The road was so dimly lighted, "'there were no highway signs to guide, "'but they made up their minds. If "'If all roads were blind, they wouldn't give up till they died.' The road gets dimmer and dimmer, sometimes you can hardly see. But it's fight man to man and all you and do all you can for they know they can never be free. From heart from heartbreak some people have suffered, from weariness some people have died. But take it all in all, our troubles are small till we get like Bonnie and Clyde. If a policeman is killed in Dallas and they have no clue or guide, if they can't find a fiend, they just have they just wipe their slate clean and hang it on Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> There's two crimes committed in America not accredited accredited to the borrow mob. They had no hand in the kidnap demand nor the Kansas City Depot job. (laughs) A newsboy once said to his buddy, I wish old Clyde would get jumped in these awful hard times. We'd make a few dimes if five or six cops would get bumped. The police haven't got the report yet, but Clyde called me up today. He said, don't start any fights. We aren't working nights. We're joining the NRA. (laughs) From Irving to West Dallas Viaduct is known as the Great Divide. Where the women are kin and the men are men And they won't stool on Bonnie and Clyde If they try to act like citizens And rent them a nice little flat About the third night they're invited to fight By a sub guns rat tat tat Ooh. They don't think they're too smart or desperate They know that the law always wins They've been shot at before But they do not ignore That death is the wages of sin mm. Someday they'll go down together They'll bury them side by side To few it'll be grief to the law a relief, but it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. Written by one of our two badasses of the day, Bonnie Parker of Bonnie and Clyde. She wrote that? She wrote that. Bonnie wrote so, that? Bonnie Elizabeth Parker, October 1st, <laughs> to uh, 1910 to May 23rd, 1934, and Clyde Chestnut Barrow, March 24th, 1909 to May 23rd, nineteen thirty four. Notice how those dates Notice are the same. how they're together. Were an American criminal couple who traveled the central United States with their gang, the Barrow Gang, during the Great Depression. They were known for bank robberies, although they preferred to rob small stores and rural funeral homes, mm-hmm. their exploits captured the attention of the American press and its readership during what is occasionally referred to as the public enemy era between nineteen thirty one and thirty four, when the couple were ambushed and shot to death in Bienville Parish, Louisiana. They are believed to have murdered at least nine police officers and four citizens. Mm-hmm. So Bonnie and Clyde were both born in Texas. Yeah, in Dallas, right? So Bonnie Elizabeth Parker was born in Rowena, Texas. Okay. The second of three children, and Clyde was born in 1909 in Ellis County, Texas, of Southeast Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no way I can cover everything they did or who they were. <laughs> there's I plenty just, of movies. There's you plenty can go of watch. movies you can go watch, but say whatever you want. They are two of the biggest Texas badasses in history. They're some of the most notorious criminals of all time. They both died before they were 40. And amazing writers, too. um, I mean, so Bonnie Parker was a poet, and uh, she actually was married once before Clyde. Uh, Really? I don't think she ever actually married Clyde, but yeah, she was married to this guy uh, named Roy Thornton. She dropped out of school and married him six days before her 16th birthday. Dang. And uh, <laughs> their marriage was plagued by his frequent absences and brushes with the law and proved <laughs> to be short lived. Though they never divorced, uh, their marriage was plagued yeah. by his frequent absences. Yeah. And yeah. In the <laughs> beginning, yeah. Uh, so she actually died with his wedding ring on her finger. Really? Yeah. And he heard of her death while he was in prison and said, I'm glad they jumped out like they did. It's much better than being caught. <laughs> People were interesting People in were interesting. So. She met Barrow through a mutual friend and Clyde was sent to Easton Prison Farm in April uh, 1930 at Mm -hmm. the age of 21. During all of that, he was continuously and repeatedly sexually assaulted and Bonnie was able to smuggle him a weapon, which he used to smash the skull of the person sexually assaulting him. So people were, dudes were banging dudes in prison even then? Yeah. Is there, not to, why does that happen? Uh, brr. yeah, dude, honestly, I have, no, don't idea. Okay, I, like, I I have no idea. Like I've never understood. The- well, it's that thing of like, uh, you know, you hear the stories of sailors, right? Yeah. It's like, you're, wait, what are the stories of sailors that they, they would do that? What? I mean, dude, men are awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're look. We're great. We're amazing at yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, one you're welcome things, for One of society. the things we're not great at is mm. controlling sexual urges. Obviously, fair. Uh, so there, you know, there are all the stories. Like, there's a reason that people call sailors gay, right? Uh, I, it's because if you're out at sea for months at a time with no women, you just start banging some, each other. Somebody at some point is gonna try it. That's wild. And in prison I think it's more of a power thing. Okay. But I like I don't know. I've not done any research. This is all I just think talking out my butt, yeah. as all great podcasters <laughs> do. Uh yeah, man. That's I mean that's that's it. Um just I for, just find the dynamic of prison that uh-huh. it's it's like a power thing, right? Like yeah. I'm so powerful that I'm gonna do you. Right. Which I guess I get the like, yeah, you feel so violated. I mean it's the ultimate it's the ultimate dominance, right? But it's also so right? weird because they're like, "I'm a man," but it's like you just banged a dude. I mean, there's nothing more manly than banging a dude. I disagree with that. <laughs> That's whole like that thing. is the mo- right. That's an old joke, right? That's yeah, the- <laughs> like I'm so straight that I could. Did I? I'm so straight that I have to bang dudes. Yeah, not like, that I could, I will. I have to because because I'm so straight. I'm so straight. Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I think there's a reality <laughs> that prison is just full of a bunch of repressed gay men who can't just come out of the closet. I mean, there may be a little bit of that, but I think it, there's a little, obviously, obviously, there's a lot, of there's dating a, right? The, especially in the 30s. Like, yeah, hear me out. Maybe, well, in the okay, 30s, what about the, the here's a, okay, sorry, go, go. A lot just in the gay clubs, you know, they weren't that big, and there was probably one guy that said, dude, I think it's because we're all keeping it a secret, so mm-hmm. we're a little on edge. Prisons dude. full of gay guys, <laughs> and so then all these other gay dudes are like, well, let's start breaking stuff is that i'm just trying to rash yeah you're trying to rationalize anyway, let's get back to, to i don't know fly. this is a, I, okay before we get back there's <laughs> there's another like recent argument that's come out of like um like superstars right yeah people like harry styles mm-hmm. and rock stars who there are stories of them sleeping with men and the theory is that they've had sex with so many women <laughs> that at some point it's just it's like well i've already had everything. I might like as I've well already had steak. Right. I, might I've already, well I might try I might as well try chicken. Uh see I just I can't reconcile that. Well me. I know you I know you can't. <laughs> You've been with one person. Well well whom so, I love very much. Yeah. And like but I still think if you're if you're doing the sex thing mm-hmm. if you're doing the sex thing. Even if you are do doing it, the sex. What? If you're doing the sex if thing. If you're doing the sex thing and you do it with a <laughs> lot of People. what is this episode now <laughs> well, I'm, well, we're chasing it we'll get back that's to fair bonnie we'll get back to bonnie and clyde because well you said the prison thing and i've just yeah, yeah, always yeah. wondered and what better place to talk this out than on our podcast mm-hmm. like i think harry styles is just into dudes well, obviously he's also into women. Which is fine, but yeah. I think the excuse of like, I've had so much sex that now I just have to try men. Well, okay, I think why it's, call no, it an I've excuse? I've been having I, sex like, with women this whole time, yeah, and I'd rather I've be also having sex with men. Rather or also. Or whatever. Like I just don't think it's that he got to a 1,000 <laughs> mm-hmm. and thought, all right, now let's do men. It's Harry Styles. It's definitely more than a 1,000. I think that after one, he was like, well, I'd rather try a dude. I mean, there's only one way to know for sure. We'd have to talk to him. But well, he probably lied. I think they're all lying. I just think, think they're every all, yeah. I think that, dude. I'm just saying they These are rumors. Like I don't know rumors, what's true and but what's not. I just think that you know, there's all this stigma still, unfortunately, mm-hmm. around just being gay. Yeah. And the most free, some of the most free people I know are the ones that are just like, I'm just gay, dude. Yeah. That's it. Like and all it's this not repression. It's creates, not my personality. It's the just, ones that are repressed are the ones that are going to prison. Like, all right, now that I'm at prison, <laughs> I can start banging dudes. <laughs> that's such an odd perspective. I've never thought about it like that. And that's exactly how I think about that's it. That's how you think about yes. it? You, so you think all the oppression like, creates Like think of when you're hiding something you're ashamed of. Mm-hmm. You start to act like something you're not. I mean, I'm constantly hiding things I'm ashamed of. And it, you know, but like I'm being serious. Like yeah. you, you know you're hiding, you're dodging, it makes you on edge and mm-hmm. so there's all these criminals that are, you know. So do you think there's a criminal element that is is gay? is taught that it's wrong Mm -hmm. represses it Mm -hmm. and all of that comes out as violent crime and then they end up in prison and then they're like wait wait there's a bunch of butts in here (laughs) like they're like wait you're telling me i'm going somewhere where there's salad that can be tossed (laughs) you're gonna hate this this is gonna be our best clip that 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 (laughs) that clip right there that's the clip well you're welcome <laughs> oh my god! And I'm not. Mo- I'm mostly not kidding. I know. Like, like I, I, actually I, I do realize sort this of is something that, that you've thought of. This you have way too much of an opinion about it to have never thought about it before. It just again. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. Like I've had sex. Sex is sure. great. And now that I've had sex, I'm like I would love to just keep having to just sex keep having sex. The one woman I have sex right. with. But in general, I'm like I think most dudes that are not into guys also think that. Therefore, right. When Mick is like, oh, I just thought I'd try a, a guy for once. He's wanted to try a dude since he was in Liverpool, but he would have gotten beat to death. Now that he is Maybe. famous, no one can is touch it, him. Is it possible that he's just tired <laughs> of women I just, and is like, you know what? It you, would probably here's the thing. be worth trying. I just don't think that straight men, as crazy as women can drive them sometimes, can ever be tired of women. Mm-hmm. That is the power they have. What about like... Again, we're, we're talking, like, gay and straight, but, yeah. you know, bi. Like, is that... Do you consider that possible? Sure. I just... That's one of those where it's like, that's a sliver to mm-hmm. me. Like, there's a sliver. A sliver of a sliver. A sliver of... Yeah, you know. I think yeah. that there's a small amount that are like, ah, oh, let's try it, dude. The most of them are like, now I can try it, dude. So, Clyde. <laughs> so... So Clyde was not one of those guys. Obviously, Um, He managed to get a weapon from Bonnie Parker, which he then used to brutally murder his assailant. Which is fair, I think. And engineered a prison break. Mm -hmm. So he was able to break out of prison. Somebody else actually took the fall for his attack on his assailant. Really? Uh, A guy who was in prison already for life. They were sleeping together. Sorry, that's my last (laughs) one. (laughs) Anyway so look you know the story of Bonnie and Clyde yeah romantic mm-hmm. they start robbing people and things well like people young people things. thought yeah. they were cool young people thought they were cool again it, it, it was the first time the press had mm-hmm. kind of latched on to yeah a this couple and, yeah. and it was because it, it's the great depression like nothing good is happening yeah and so it's this crazy story mm-hmm. That people can latch on to Well onto. because of the depression wasn't it also Like they steal from the rich and give to the poor that Even though that's not, even though that's really, not really what, really what they was happening doing, But they the, the They were like Yeah they latched onto narrative. the story And what they were doing was subsistence Thievery essentially yeah, yeah. Like, like they were stealing enough And they were still like doing day mm-hmm. labor stuff yeah. uh, You know Clyde's family became The, bar- the borrow gang Like yeah. that's kind of what happened He was employing people this uh, this Texas Ranger, Frank Harmer, was mm-hmm. persuaded to hunt him down. Yeah, Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, sorry. They literally sorry. called him Hammer. They called him yeah, the they Hammer. they brought him out of retirement, and it uh-huh. was literally like, go kill him. Yes, exa- exactly. Yeah. Uh, his commission hadn't expired, so yeah. even though he had retired, he was still contracted. Uh, so he accepted it and basically like hunted him down and eventually grabbed a posse <laughs> of like nine police officers, found him in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and shot him to death nice i that's the story of their murder uh and it is just a crazy crazy story but there's just like all these little things that are very <laughs> interesting about Bonnie and Clyde yeah. everything from Bonnie's poetry which she which started was writing rude. in that, prison i thought that was like so, something somebody wrote had, that in retrospect yeah. she wrote that she wrote that um the fact that they wanted to be buried side by side but the parker family wouldn't allow it yeah, her uh, her they her mother wanted to grant her final wish to be brought home, but the mob surrounding the Parker house made it impossible. More than twenty thousand people attended Parker's funeral. That see, that's one of the things that's interesting. Crazy, like they, right? They were kind of the first celebrity criminals. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people, people were dressing like Bonnie and Clyde mm-hmm. because they thought they were cool. They thought they were cool, but they were murdering people. They were murdering people. This is my favorite little factoid mm-hmm. that po- that doesn't get talked about a lot the American National Insurance Company of Galveston did pay their life insurance policies in full. And since then, the policy of payouts has changed to exclude payouts in cases of death caused by a criminal act by the insured. That is insane. Wait, do you think that they wanted the payout? I think, see, that's always been my theory. Really? Is that they knew that. They knew they were being they hunted. They knew they were being hunted. They yeah. knew they couldn't escape forever. Mm-hmm. They knew that somebody at some point would sell them out because they had like a $26,000 bounty on them. Yeah. Which I didn't do the math, but that's, that's
1: over five. That's a lot. In, in today's Depression?
0: In today's money, that's like a million. Yeah. Uh. So they knew somebody would sell them out, <laughs> probably one of Clyde's family. Yep. And they were like, in my opinion, they were like, let's go out. Yeah, let's just go let's, out with the bang. Let's go out the bang. Do you two things? One, do you think it's good or bad that we romanticize criminals, which we kind of talked about, mm-hmm. and two, do you think that the way they were killed was a bit excessive? I'm answering your first your second question first. The way they were killed was indeed a bit excessive. Okay. The only reason I I'm not more like ah is at the time, the, the machine guns they were using were kind of terrible aimed. Yeah. So they had six different people aiming at them at one time. And Just, it was to like, make Just, sure. Just to make Just sure. Just to make sure. Just get them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little bit more lenient there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, Anybody listening should look it up. There are differing accounts of what mm-hmm. happened and why. Yeah. Um, I've seen the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen yeah. the actual car at the Ronald Reagan Museum. So in New Orleans... Uh, I was in New Orleans last weekend and there's a museum that I went to that has um Clyde Barrow's shirt. Covered. It's blood. Drivel- riddled yeah. with holes and covered yeah. in blood, yeah. Uh it's it's actually kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's Bonnie and Clyde, man. Yeah. It's so then what about like romanticizing criminals? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um I think we do. For sure. Do you think that why do you think we do that? And do you think that's good? I think it's neutral. Uh, I think we romanticize criminals for the same way that we romanticize heroes. It is part of our nature. It shows us rise and fall. It shows Mm -hmm. us the fight to go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And it punctuates our lives with feelings of importance. So whenever we follow these things, we get a little bit of the adrenaline from it. We Mm -hmm. get to read about some normal person who became more than just a, a mundane person. piece of, of but life. But do you think that pushes us to make public figures either a hero or a villain when in reality they're just a they're normal just people. person? I think it possibly can, but I think mm. that happens no matter what. I don't think you can become a public figure mm. and not be painted as more than One just a person. Other. Why, though? Like, why can't, like... Like, what if half the people that we idolize are mm-hmm. just normal people? I mean, they are, and and like the stories around them are just fake. I mean, how many times do you hear, "Oh, he was so normal," mm-hmm. right? She yeah. was, she was yeah. an everyday person. Well, that's what sucks is it's always either this person was so normal or this person was the worst person I've ever met. It's sure, never sure. like that is the nicest person I've ever met. I've I've heard that a couple times, but I, man, here is my opinion on mm-hmm. it. Truly. I think some people are okay being average, I think a lot of people are okay and i being I think average I think America people, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I mean that in I think most people want to go to work, mm-hmm. make enough money to support themselves and a family, yeah. and they prioritize those relationships mm-hmm. and they live within the model of what we uh, what we call American culture, right. Yeah. Whatever that means for you where you mm-hmm. live, I think that's what you do. And I think that that's actually a very noble pursuit because yeah. it takes the majority of people doing that to perpetuate a lifestyle. Fair. And I think that any person, given the right tools and the passion in an area, can become somebody people look at as more than just a person. Yeah but I think it requires you to have a level of drive and obsession that most people just aren't willing to have because it means that you will be tired. Mm-hmm. It means that you will be giving up comforts. Mm-hmm. It means that you will have to live in a way that most people don't want yeah. to. And that rubs some people wrong. That rubs some people wrong. Yeah. It means it also means you have to put yourself out there to be humiliated yeah. and be wrong every week. Yeah. <laughs> Every single week. Every single week. <laughs> it means it means you have to risk Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Suing you. Goosing you in yeah. the middle of H-E-B. Yeah, exactly. And riding his bike away. Exactly. And you're like, officer. And he's like, I can't. These are it's, the things we risk. He's, anyway, but I just always like uh, that little boy in me that yeah. just wants everything to be good. I always find it unfortunate that like I know more about El Chapo than I do about just some person that does a good thing around town like i know more about bonnie and Clyde than i know about a good person that just lives a good life you know what i mean like it's i i understand why that bothers you but it doesn't bother me and here's why well it doesn't have to i'm just saying i just i find it interesting that we're like fascinated with horrible things and like neutral on like wonderful things there is that thing evolutionarily where it makes sense that we would remember an imprint on bad mm-hmm. because we want to stay away yeah, from it. Yeah, because of Adam and Eve in the garden and everything was good. And then yeah, and then women example. ruined everything. <laughs> it's not the story Adam was standing that's right there. That's the one, I, he that's one I heard. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some 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 lizard was like, hey, that looks good. Uh, and it's like, you can talk. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that we're like, oh, Paul died whenever he tried mm-hmm. to poke the tiger with a stick. Yeah. Don't do that. Remember yeah. Paul or mm-hmm. whatever. Or like. <laughs> that's a very interesting example. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to remember but not to do that. It would be nice if we were like, Mary always put the, the shopping cart that was sitting in the parking lot mm-hmm. back where it goes. Be like Mary. Right. That's a small thing. And we do do that. But not as much as we do like. I would argue we do it just as much. You just remember the bad more because that's how you're wired. Well, that sucks. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> that's stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's a terrible thing. It's very. Dumb. It's a terrible thing that we don't lift up. And I agree that we don't lift I think up. That's what i The best of people yeah. more often mm-hmm. and and concentrate on it. Yeah. I think the reason is because one, none of us are criminals for the most part. Criminal True. like criminal activity. Is I a think he means gay, but yeah. See how I brought the joke. It's called Full Circle. Back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Canceled before we began. I'm funny. You're very funny. I think that (laughs) we have TV shows and movies about El Chapo Mm -hmm. and, you know, Narcos and those things. Breaking Bad is one of the most Mm -hmm. popular shows ever. Mm -hmm. Sopranos. Because it's. Something that none of us are familiar with. Yeah. And those types of people, we recognize mm-hmm. on a level that they're just like us. So it is incredibly fascinating to watch somebody who we can empathize with mm-hmm. do terrible things because it does that thing in our mm-hmm. brain where we're wired to forgive and want to like people. Yeah. So it's that pushing and seeing how mm-hmm. far they have to go before mm-hmm. we're like, you're a bad person. How far does someone have to go when we're finally like, you're a bad person and we shouldn't make movies about you? I think the movie thing is always going to happen because it's yeah. entertaining. Like, is good just boring to us? Like, do we just think good is boring? L- I, I don't think so. Pursuit of Happiness, um, any number of, That's like, yeah, inspirational right. movies. I'm latching on. I'm latching you on. You are. You're latching on. Walter Mitty. Uh, the, yeah, Walter, Walter Mitty, exactly. Mitty. Yeah. Every The short story and the two movies. Yeah. So there are, and I would say mm-hmm. most movies and most stories mm-hmm. celebrate the hero's journey. Yeah. We just also and happen- then there's also the Kardashians and there's also the Kardashians. Why are they famous? It's OJ probably. Uh, I wish he would have stabbed them anyway. Um, he got- like, he missed the mark. <laughs> honestly, like he could have saved us a lot of. It was headaches. a warm up, you know. It was it was a warm up that went bad. <laughs> it was he was practicing he was practicing yeah he took the whole practice makes wow. perfect thing a little bit you know who, who you know who it actually was is um ryan seacrest really is, and paris hilton yeah because uh kim kardashian was paris hilton's assistant and okay. ryan seacrest was like this is interesting um so he kind of put a whole thing what together. was interesting the family dynamic uh as well as just like they were kind of semi-famous already mm-hmm. uh you know you've got the mom who was engineering kind of a publicity thing uh, yeah worked and worked in pr and that's you fair. know, so there was something there something there. uh isn't ryan seacrest like doesn't he produce a bunch of stuff bunch of that stuff. we just yeah. don't know about yeah wow yeah anyway so, see you could go that route could go so that route go to jail right whatever whatever anyway just anyway to chase those rabbits first <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of chasing rabbits you saw him? I did. How, how'd you see him? Well, so, dude, I was in New Orleans. Yeah, like, it and was, you had a blast. It, was, like, it sounds I had like you had so a good much time. fun. had a, had a great time, and it was the Blood Moon, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking over, uh, just like enjoying the city. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most beautiful, like historically entrenched cities I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Culture bleeds out of the walls there. Yeah. It is insane. Mm-hmm. Listen to some great jazz. Like had some great cocktails. It was a fun time. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And so we're walking through the street, down the French Quarter, as you do, mm-hmm. and uh, I look over, and I, I see this bald guy with a stack of cards, and they're <laughs> they're just all yellow. And I was like, is that, is that, Lance, is that you? And he looks up, and he's like, yeah, man, forever and always, what's up? <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing here? And he goes, look, man, every, every blood moon, mm-hmm. I come down, and I read tarot cards for people. Oh my god. Because I feel like they should know everything I know. <laughs> because of my crystal ball oh (laughs) (laughs) that's good thanks that's good you could also said because because blood moons are dope because blood moons are dope (laughs) there you go two ways well that's good i like that thanks man i appreciate it he definitely said that he definitely said that that one hundred percent. Well, if you guys see Lance making good puns out there, make sure to send them our way. Whether he's mean, nice, playful, bashful, we want to hear how we you see hear this about guy it. just roaming around the streets. Don't forget to go check out Good Posterity. Follow at PickleDAO, PickleDAO on Twitter. We got some really exciting stuff happening some with them. Some great stuff. They also meet up quite often at the South Austin Rec Center. Make sure to go get your pickleball on. It's summer. Bring some water. Make sure to hydrate. Follow, subscribe, like, share with as many people as you can, and we appreciate all of you listening. Bye, y'all. Fucking great episode, man.